Hey Rebels, my name is Matthew Barton and I'm the host of the Rebellion Brewing Podcast. It's an understatement to say COVID-19 has flipped the table on all our lives. For many of us, what comes next might just be a big question mark. One of the things that can't be in question though is access to our bank account. Just like hospitals and grocery stores, banks can't close and people need to be able to pay for food, rent, and other monthly expenses. So how does that work when customers are asked to socially isolate or even quarantine? And what is the impact on banks when millions of people are asking to defer their mortgage all at once? What if someone's stuck abroad and they can't get home? Banks are one of the most sensitive and critical touch points, especially during a time of crisis. Today's guest is Eric Dillon. He's the CEO of Conexus Credit Union, and he and his team have been working overtime to find the answers to all of these questions and more. Before we get started, full disclosure, Rebellion is a customer of Conexus, and my wife is an employee of Conexus. So let's get into it. Eric, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Matt. And uh, full disclosure, I am a big fan of Rebellion and uh, love the Amber. It's my favorite. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> so, what kind of what kind of week has it been for you? Well, probably like everybody, it's been uh, you know everybody uses the term unprecedented, but but it's really unprecedented. You know, it's funny, we, um, you know, we plan for all kinds of things. We've been around for like 80 or 90 years. And so we have a pandemic plan and we have a, you know, market disruption plan. It's just this is all happening, though, kind of on top of each other. So we don't have a plan that has all of those things simulated at once. And, um, you know, so it's been a really, really interesting time. But at the same time, just really proud of uh you know, the thousand people that we have on our team that have really, really stepped up and made a difference for people in the last uh, you know, month or so. So let's back it up just a sec. For people who don't know, what is a credit union at its like very core level? Yeah, so um, we're a financial cooperative. So the, the easiest way to think about that is take the, we have 130,000 people. So imagine those 130,000 people pooling all of their financial resources and then we're kind of at the middle of that and then we distribute that back to support businesses to support communities to support entrepreneurs so we're just kind of this financial conduit between 130,000 people uh, in and around Saskatchewan that's awesome uh, what has well from your perspective what has been the impact of COVID-19 on Connexus? Well, I think that's one of the big differences is uh, for us, the only definition of success is um, or impact, uh, as in today, is the impact that it's having on, on our 130,000 members. And so, uh, you know, I think, you know, you can't look very far without seeing news about, um, you know, small businesses are really having a tough time. People might have been laid off from work. Uh, People were, um, you know, stretched, I think, already with some of the economic challenges that we were having in Saskatchewan as a resource-based economy. And so, you know, you can appreciate that what this is doing to 130,000 people and all of the kind of hopes, plans, and dreams 
that those families had, lots of which are fueled by or enabled by, by money. So you're thinking about your customers first uh, in this instance. Are you, what are you hearing from your customers at this kind of point? Well, I mean, I think like everybody, I think there's uh, there's stress, there's anxiety, and and I think just right now, I mean, today's what um, April the sixth, and you know, and I think there's just a whole bunch of uncertainty. I, I think people are anxious to know how long this is going to last, and you know, how resilient are they, you know, financially and homeschooling, and and I think the uncertainty just adds another layer of complexity to what is already already a very stressful and anxious time for uh, for lots of people. I think it's easy for us to imagine, uh, you know, what it's like to miss a paycheck, and that that really stings. Um, what does it mean when a whole bunch of people say, "I can't afford to pay my mortgage"? How does it impact you guys as a bank? Now, I mean, the good news for us, again, because we've been around for almost 100 years, is we, um, you know, we're one of the country's largest and most uh, successful financial cooperatives. So, you know, we manage a lot of money on behalf of our members, but we also have a very big, you know, rainy day fund called uh, our retained earnings or capital. And, you know, I, there's certainly going to be impacts for Connexus. But more importantly for us is we're just trying to find a way to bridge our members through, you know, the health crisis. And then we know that there'll be a very long road back in terms of recovery from what is the economic issues that the pandemic is creating. And so first and foremost, we just want to work very hard to get our 130,000 members through the desert that is the health crisis until people are back to work. And then, you know, once the economy starts to recover, we'll find a way to support them just like we have for the last 100 years. I mean, we started at a time where there was world wars, we've lived through a global financial crisis. And, and you know, it, it's, um, it's hard to imagine today for sure in the first part of April, but this too shall pass and we'll be here when it does and we'll just get back to work supporting Saskatchewan, uh, their small businesses, you know, people's plans around housing and kids education and all the things we've done for a very, very long time. You said the word bridging. What does, what does that mean to to somebody who doesn't know the jargon. Yeah, well, you know, I think people have heard lots about deferred payments and kind of special arrangement payment plans. And so all of those things are in play today for us with our members. And I think, in fact, um, you know, just was looking the other day and I think there's like 13,000 loans or something close to that. Uh, that we've worked out special payment arrangements where we've allowed people to miss the payment completely or pay interest only or, or whatever it is that they need uh, to help them bridge, um, you know, a sh short unemployment issue or, you know, falling revenue in their business or, what, you know, banking and money is a very individual thing. And I think it's really easy to come out and say, here's how we'll support everybody. And our view is that that doesn't work very well because I haven't met everybody yet. I've met, you know, Susan and Katie and Jim, and they all have unique um, lives and unique financial circumstances. And so our team has been tasked with first understanding what's unique and special to each one of our members, what are their unique needs, and how can Connexus help. And that's not even including small business, who you guys also support. Yeah, that's right. We have a whole bunch of them. So uh, to be candid, the last few days for me have been working really hard with our team getting ready to launch the, um, the government assistance programs for small business and making sure that um, 
there's a really easy way to apply and that we make sure that we're doing our very best to get that money from you know the bank accounts in Ottawa to the bank account in Regina or White City or Cornac or Larange or whatever it is it needs to go. I wasn't aware that you guys were a go-between or a liaison. What's the what's the proper term? Yeah, so I, um, I don't know what the proper you know kind of legal term is, but you know, Ottawa's announced a whole bunch of support for uh, businesses. Most importantly, and I think the one that'll flow the quickest is this um, forty thousand dollar. A loan, part of which will be um, will be uh, deferred in terms of payment or waived uh, at some point in the future. Um, so the goal is to get that forty thousand dollars as quickly as possible from you know a bank account in Ottawa, the federal government, through Connexus and out to our uh, small business members where it needs to get to. I think it's easy for me to assume that people know why businesses might need that forty thousand loan, um, but if I was say like six years old. Why would that $40,000 loan be important to small businesses? Well, I think, you know, the general assumption is that the health pandemic, you know, will have a duration. Nobody knows exactly what it is. And I was really excited to see today, you know, a f only a few new cases were announced today. So there will be a start and, um, you know, and, a, and an end where at least the, the health issues are kind of in hand. And I think what's happened to business is their revenue has gone in some cases to, to zero uh, for what is a short period of time. And, you know, small business, and again, Matt, I won't have the exact numbers, but I think it's a, like 30 or 35 percent of Saskatchewan gross domestic product, which means every dollar earned spent in the province, 30 or 35 percent of that comes from small businesses. And so you can't, we can't just go to a situation where there's no revenue because think of the, uh, you know, the employment implications of that. And then, of course, if you're an economist, all the multiplier effect of a business sells a product or good and then they pay an employee wages and that employee then goes out and buys a home and buys groceries and buys and shops at other um, hopefully local uh, merchants then this, you know, that money gets multiplied in the economy several times. And so small business is such a big part of the Saskatchewan economy and the most prone to, um, you know, to a real severe disruption of revenue like we're seeing right now. And uh, we think it was very wise for government uh, to find ways to flow money to at least sustain those businesses such that when the health challenges are more in hand, like I mentioned earlier, that those businesses can go back to employing you know, our friends and neighbors that they always had, and we can get back to growing the economy uh, like we were before. We talk about um, supporting local, supporting small businesses. Um, I know my wife and I, we drew up a small list and we said, well, our daycare shut down. We're, we're saving all this daycare money, but maybe we should divert some of that to our small businesses, our local friends. So we, we said, every week we're going to try and support one extra local small business. And so we made a list of everything we wanted. Uh, has any come to your mind that you've wanted to extra support in this time? Oh yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, again, if you think that uh, our credit in, in our history has grown up from supporting, you know, not the big box stores or multinationals, but from the mom and pops on street corners, uh, whether that's again in Regina or in uh, smaller communities across the province. So we're we're very, I think, aligned in terms of purpose and values to many of those small businesses. And, uh, you know, I'll never forget the first time I, I uh, sat down and had a, had a beer with Mark, literally, 
is he just called me one day as a business owner and he says, well, I want to call the people I bank with. And he called me and he said, I want to talk about a few financial things and, and I make beer and I know IT, but maybe you could help me with the finance stuff. And I went to the brewery and we sat down and had a beer and that's, you know, we've been really successful getting really connected with the local economy, making sure that our decisions are made locally, not by head offices in uh, Toronto or Calgary or Vancouver and that we get to know the people we do business with and we just work really, really hard to find the answer for that business, that person, that family. Um, you know, so again, that's just, uh, that's just how we roll. So naturally for me, I love to support, um, you know, those organizations. Typically they're the ones that we do business with, but, you know, frankly speaking, I think they connect with me from a perspective of values and they represent our community. And the coolest thing for me having grown up on the business side of our credit union is just hearing all the great stories of the entrepreneurs and where the products come from and the story behind the business names and how organizations got started. It's uh, it's inspiring. So what was it like to meet Mark for the first time? They kind of broke the mold and they made him. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you got the hat and the mullet and the tats and, uh, and then deep inside that you got a guy who cares passionately about our community he uh, he's super passionate about beer, and it shows in the product. And um, for the people that have taken the time to to get to know him, you know the world needs more people like Mark, honest, authentic, human, real, and really talented at what he does. You know, uh, one of the things that comes with authenticity is a lot of truth telling. And he often tells me what he thinks of people, and he spoke really highly of you. Well, that's nice to hear. He's, I mean, uh, I have a ton of respect for him and what he's done and what he means, not just to rebellion, but to uh, microbrewing in the province and uh, just as a source of inspiration for other small business people around what's possible. And you can imagine I had him out. Um, we had to brought a bunch of young leaders together across the province in Saskatoon, and we had him out, uh, I think it would have been last fall. And, of course, he gets up and he tells his story, and there's the occasional colorful word and... And he came over afterwards and he said, I hope you don't mind the language, Eric. And I'm like, Mark, that's who you are. I want you to tell your story. And it's, it was, uh, but our, our young leaders loved hearing somebody because it was real and it was honest and it was just, it was Mark. So in a way, Mark got to talk to your guys and share a little bit of rebellion culture and craft beer culture with your team. Totally. And talked about what it, what it's like to be a small business in Saskatchewan. And if you're, in the business of advising people on starting businesses and growing entrepreneurship, who better uh, who better to hear from than somebody who's lived it, breathed it, and is doing it in real time? <laughs> you uh, you said you're a big craft beer fan, big rebellion fan. Usually on the podcast, we share a beer together, we drink a beer together. So I wanted to let you know about the beer I'm drinking, and then I was going to ask you, what are you going to crack today? Well, I'll, uh, I'll crack one right now. Um, of course, I have my Rebellion. I, I did run an Amber, so I was looking the other day about how to order those, but I did uh, find a lentil in my fridge, so I'm going to have that. And, of course, I know the story behind where the lentils come from in this beer, too, which is uh, which is fun for me. And then last night, I was just telling my wife how much I cracked into a uh, pile of bones blonde, and uh, and I hadn't had one in a little while, and I, I'd forgotten how good they were. So that was the other one I had last night. Nice. I'm really partial to their white IPA. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not a huge IPA guy. I'm more like the uh, lighter, crisper, fresher ones. And then, of course, as I said earlier, I'm uh, I'm a sucker for the ambers uh, of any sort. Well, if you like our amber, it's kind of, we call it halfway to an IPA. So maybe we'll still get you. 
Yeah, maybe. <laughs> one of my big, like I travel a lot just given the nature of the work that I do. And um, one of my favorite things is actually going into a restaurant, local restaurant, of course. And I just always ask for something local and interesting. And then, of course, I've got, you know, the same apps that everybody else has to keep track of that stuff. And it's just been a really fun way to, you know, to experience other parts of the world or other parts of Canada is through uh, micro micro brews. Are you using Untapped? I, uh, I am. I'll have to look you up on Untapped so I can follow you and see what you're checking in. Yeah. <laughs> well, today's beer that I'm drinking is actually something my buddy Kent brought me from Duluth, Minnesota. It's a Bent Paddle Brewing Company, and it's a cold breast black. It's a wonderful coffee ale. And oh, nice. It's something he keeps bringing back because he knows I love coffee beer so much. Can you stand a spoon up in it or no? Not quite, but oh man, it's it's just delicious. That that rich coffee flavor really comes through, but it's there's no level of acrid burntness. It's it's something that you could tell their brewer is really dialed in. Another uh, great one that I love uh, when I'm up in Saskatoon is the guys from Nine Mile, and of course, uh, shout out their uh, Conexus client. But uh, again, I just loved hearing the story of them driving down to Amusaman, which is another area of the province that we serve. And picking up, you know, locally grown product and then driving it back quickly to get back to the brewery in Saskatoon and and throw it in and start making cool stuff. And it's just such a representation of Saskatchewan. So whenever I'm up there, I try to I try to hit them up too. JGL Shepherd Farms. They're yeah. a local hop farm producer. Yeah, yeah. And then I also want to know more about, I just saw the other night, maybe it was on social media, about this kind of beer and clam concoction, but I couldn't find that I could buy it online. So I want to know more about that. The Michelada, as of this recording, is very brand new. We just packaged it about last week, maybe six, seven days ago. Okay. So trucks are shipping out across the province. It's currently available in Regina and Saskatoon, and you can find it at most private liquor stores like Sobeys, uh, Co-op, places like that. And you can also find it at the tap room. Well, I'm excited for uh, for when summer comes, and again, it will come. You know, when we get through this, to be sitting uh, maybe. Uh, a little earlier in the day having one of those bad boys because it looks uh, looks fantastic and it, apparently it has a little uh, sting to it too on the spice side so i can't wait to try it it is spicy and savory unfortunately for me i'm allergic to tomato so i can't drink it but last summer when we kind of debuted it as a test product a test batch we sold it faster than we could make it so intermittently there'd be a day or two while the guys were brewing up and mixing up the next batch <laughs> yeah i can't wait to try it Awesome. So has there been one story or one narrative that's kind of stuck out in your mind throughout this whole COVID thing? Like one lesson that you've learned from your perspective at, at Conexus? Well, you know, we, um, we're having what are called like business continuity meetings, um, every, every morning with, you know, a bunch of senior people from across the organization where we talk about what needs to be done and how, how we can better respond. And, and I purposefully start every one of those meetings with a story from uh, from one of our member owners. And so, you know, I've got two or three a day for the last three weeks. And, um, and all of them, I think Matt really reinforced for all of us, uh, Conexus, um, trying to make things happen for members about why we do what we do, whether it's trying to get call center wait times to a really, you know, low level so that 
and posting those on social media to say, look, we'd love you not to come in because health officials and government don't want you coming to the branch. We don't want you coming to the branch if it's not safe for you. But P.S., if you call now, you know, by the time you were to grab your car keys and get your slippers off, we'll have answered the phone. So give us a shout and we're here to help. And so, like, I've just got, like, I don't know, probably 40 stories in the last two weeks even where people have sent us something on social or, um, you know, somebody even went, came to one of our branches and, and was, we had somebody outside saying, please don't go in unless you need to. What do you need help with today? And let me show you how you can do that from home. And they were a bit, you know, dismissive saying this is all a bit overblown. And, and then they went home, did it. And then not only did they call us back, but they called us back to apologize for their reaction. Then they also called us back to say how, seamless and exceptional the experience was online and how they had all their needs met. So that's the kind of stuff for me that, you know, we're trying to protect our members and our staff. And at the same time, as you started the podcast, talking about how essential it is that people have access to money. And uh, I've never been more proud to be uh, the head coach and a member of the team at Connexus than I have in the last three weeks. It sounds like you've got a lot of really cool people that are how do I put it? I just think the culture is really unique to you guys. I, I haven't heard other business owners talk the same way as you. At Rebellion, we're talking about how this whole thing has changed our, our business model and perhaps forever. Um, we're looking at online delivery. We're looking at door-to-door and maybe more personalized sales as opposed to you just coming to us in the tap room. It's It's on your phone. And I was wondering... Maybe these services existed for you too, but do you think that's going to carry forward for you guys after this? Yeah, I, I don't think there's any question that, you know, and just that lady I was talking to the other uh, just a minute ago about that example, you know, I suspect the things she used to come and see us for, she didn't appreciate what was available to her to to, uh, to access us differently. And I, I suspect her behaviors are going to change forever. So, you know, I think lots of people were already, you know, going down that path, but I certainly think that it's going to accelerate. You know, I also think that, um, I think just to, as humans, and, and maybe we needed this kind of a shakeup to realize how busy life had become, but, you know, the people I'm talking to right now are the people I'm connecting with on Zoom at night over a, over a great rebellion brew, we're talking about how much they miss the human connection. Maybe, maybe not to come and do banking, um, but but I would argue if we're doing our job really well, we will be like a friend that you sit down with. Just happen, will just happen to be a friend that you know is has deep expertise about money and retirement and kids' education financing and you know skip payment programs if something were to happen in your business like is happening today. Um, I, but I don't think that connection necessarily will always happen in a branch for us. And I think what people are saying now is I can, I mean, I can just phone them and maybe I can phone them on a Sunday or on a Saturday and I can have documents emailed to me at a time that's convenient for me to look through them at a, as opposed to sitting in a branch on a Tuesday at 10 in the morning. I don't think there's any question that that's, uh, that's changing. You know, like I said earlier, that was changing. I just think it's going to accelerate. All of that said, though, the thing I miss most is sitting in a local tap room with my buddies watching a hockey game or uh, or what have you and just connecting as human beings and it's the thing that I'm going to run and do first when uh, when this is all over. I feel you man. I I'm talking to some of my buddies and a couple of them are extroverts and they're just like going up the walls 
and I'm like, I wish I could give you a nice little introvert hug and just tell you it'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Those people are, are having a tough go, but you know, I just realized how much that meant to me and uh, you know, and like anybody, um, you know, easy to say now, I just hope that I don't take it for granted when, when life goes back to the crazy busy life it was. I got three teenage girls, so, you know, my uh, life with soccer and kids sports and all those things gets pretty busy, but I'm certainly going to make time for the things that I'm realizing how much I miss right now. Well, I know we haven't personally met face to face, but I'd really love it if next time I saw you in the tap room, come, come say hi. Well, maybe we'll do a health and safety fist bump or maybe a Japanese style bow, but let me buy you a pint, man. That would be just simply fantastic. It's one of the things that I'm, uh, like I say, I'm most looking forward to. Eric, thank you for your time today. Yeah, great to meet you, uh, Matt, and uh, say hi to Allison tonight and give her a pat on the back. She's been killing it. (laughs) I will, for sure, 100%. Rebels, thanks for listening today. I'm going to include links in the show notes so you can find more about Conexus Credit Union and all their online services. If you have any questions or comments about this episode, be sure to join us on our brand new Facebook group page, The Rebellion Brewing Podcast. I'm also proud to let you know that The Rebellion Brewing Podcast is an affiliate member of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this show, if you're looking for something new to listen to, be sure to check them out at saskpodcastnetwork.com. There are new beers coming out all the time, and I'm working hard to ensure we feature them all on the show. As always, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Untapped so you don't miss out on a single thing. Thank you for joining the Rebellion. <laughs>